Welcome to the Sleep by Shay podcast. I'm Shay Morrison, sleep expert and co-founder of The Goodnight Co. Join me each week for hints and tips on all things sleep and follow me on Instagram at Shay Morrison. Welcome to the first episode of season 10 and the first episode of 2023. What a better way to start the new year than to chat with one of the Goodnight Co's favorite guests, the sleep doctor, Dr. Michael Bruce. Results from the 2022 Australian Sleep Awareness Week survey are out and it's very apparent that Australians are not getting enough sleep. Michael and I discuss some great tips and solutions to reset poor sleep habits from 2022 and how to hit the ground running with a better approach to sleep in 2023. While we discuss a wide range of topics on this show, any advice that I give is purely my opinion. I would like to remind listeners that while we discuss a wide range of topics on the show, any advice I give is purely my opinion. If you want to delve deeper and require further support in your sleep health journey, please speak to your preferred healthcare professional so they can tailor their services to your particular health and medical needs. I do hope you enjoy this episode. Let's get started. Hello, Michael. It is so wonderful to be sitting here chatting with you. What a year it's been. It has been a crazy year, certainly for sleep as well. It's so I'm so glad to be back here and talking with you and your audience, Shay. Love all the stuff that you're doing. Oh, thank you. And I know that you've had a massive year and and we're hoping that 2023 is going to be a great year and a great oh, year yeah. for people to focus on their overall wellness and sleep. Yes. And that's what we want to talk to you about today, really getting some advice on how people can start the year well and achieve these great sleep goals. So I'd love for you to maybe share what you've learned over 2022 and then we can get yeah. into 2023. Absolutely. Absolutely. So 2022 was the year of stress, I think. Mm. Um, It sure felt like it on my end. (laughs) Lots of my patients came to me and were were very stressed, Um, whether it was politics, war, uh, finances, uh, family, there's, you know, COVID, there's so many different things that were making people feel super duper stressed out that it felt like that was one of the things that really propagated during 2022. Um, And I think people are tired, like they're tired of being stressed. You know what I'm saying? Like Mm -hmm. they're like, I'm ready for this, (laughs) for a little relaxation. I'm ready to kick back a little bit. You know, I mean, everybody had a tough year, worked hard, that kind of thing. Um, You know, one of the things that I always like to talk about in these types of scenarios, uh, you know, beginning of the year sort of ideas, lots and lots of people turn to me and they say, I've got a New Year's resolution, right? They say, I want to lose weight for the Mm. new year. Actually, the number one New Year's resolution I think that's out there, right? So I call them, I don't call them resolutions. I call them rest-olutions. Like the way I did that? I like like that. that. Little little marketing thing there. So, and and let me tell you why I call them rest-olutions is because if you don't sleep, Mm. you can't do them. Absolutely. Let's use this this use this example of weight loss. Now, Shay, you already know the answer to this question because you and I have had these conversations before. But many of your audience may not know. I had my second book was called The Sleep Doctor's Diet: Lose Weight Through Better Sleep, and it, it explains the process of how sleep affects your metabolism. Mm-hmm. So, if you want, I can go through it really quickly. Absolutely. Right here yeah. Can you also just talk about the name of that book? Yes. So the name of the book is actually called The Sleep Doctor's Diet, Lose Weight Through Better Sleep. Yeah. Um, and so you can get it on Amazon. It's all interesting, fun stuff. But here's what here's the crux of why I think it's a rest illusion. When you're sleep deprived, 
And let's be fair, sleep deprivation is a personal definition, right? Mm -hmm. So if I get six hours, I might be fine. But Shay, if you got six, you might be a disaster, right? Mm -hmm. So knowing and understanding your... (laughs) (laughs) Shay, you're never a disaster. (laughs) Knowing and understanding what your sleep needs are is number one, right? And getting them. But let's say for some reason you don't, like it's the holidays, you're out buying gifts for people, you're going to parties, blah, 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 and you become sleep deprived. What happens to your metabolism when you're sleep deprived? Four things. Number one, when you become sleep deprived, your appetite, I'm sorry, yeah, your appetite increases. Now, why does that happen? Your appetite increases because your brain is saying, holy crap, I'm awake and I need more resources. I need more food because I'm still awake. I don't know why I'm awake, but I'm, so it starts appetite. So that's number one. Number two, it slows your metabolism. Why? To conserve resources, right? So you've only got a certain amount of fuel in your tank. So your body says, slow down on burning that fuel. Going to start some uh, some appetite up here in my brain so I can go get some more fuel, some more mm-hmm. food. So you've got high appetite, low metabolism. That already is not a great place to try to lose weight from, right? Yeah. <laughs> Number two, your hormones change. There's two hormones in particular, one that's called leptin, the other that's called ghrelin. So ghrelin is the go hormone. This is the hormone that creates hunger. Want to be clear, appetite and hunger are turn out to be two different things in the brain. So you have 20% more of this hormone, which makes you 20% more hungry. Hungry. Leptin is the the hormone of what we call satiety, meaning feeling full. So you have 15% less leptin. So let me go over this again. You have a high appetite. You have 20% more hunger. You feel full 15% less of the time and your metabolism is slowing down. I mean, seriously, like, could it get any worse? Yes, it can. The one last thing that happens, the more sleep deprived you get, the more something called cortisol raises in your brain. Now, you and I have had many conversations about cortisol. Absolutely. What's interesting about cortisol is the reason it pops in your brain is because it wants you, it's saying to yourself, you're sleep deprived, you're sleep deprived, go fight or flight, go get out of here, go, go take a nap. The easiest way to slow down cortisol is to produce something called serotonin. Serotonin is that is one of the neurotransmitters in your brain. You know what the easiest way is to produce serotonin? Eat a candy bar, mm-hmm. have a muffin, high fat, high calorie foods. So it's a disaster. You got high appetite, you got high hunger, you're craving high fat foods, you're not going to feel full and your metabolism is slowed down. I'm pretty sure that weight loss is a rest illusion. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. And this is one right. of the challenges, isn't it? You know, and, yeah. and you're right. It is the, seems to be the key goal is the weight loss goal in the new year. But if people right. were to take a step back and think about the three right. pillars of health and have I got diet, exercise and sleep all working continuously in the same circle. Together. Yeah. Then it's going to be a much better approach. Right. That's the key. So, so when I'm thinking about this new year and I'm talking to people about sleep, there's a few things that I'm telling people, hey, here are some things I really want you to do. Now, to be fair, you and I have discussed some of these things before, but I want to drill them in a, a one more time. The biggest one out of all the things we talk about is remember, wake up at the same time, seven days a week. I can't say this enough. I mean, I, I beat this horse <laughs> all the time. <laughs> if only people- everybody could do that. You know, I know. Sorry, not everybody can do it, but if everybody who could do it could do it, it, it would make such a difference. Such a huge difference. So, so the big, big thing I always ask of people is if you can wake up at the same time every single day. Now, I get it. That's not the easiest thing in the universe to do. By the way, I don't know if you noticed, 
But I didn't say go to bed at the same time every day. Yeah. That's okay if you don't. Yeah. If you want to stay out late and hang out with your friends and, you know, goof off, I don't think I have a problem with it, but you're going to pay the piper the next day. Because here's the thing that a lot of people don't realize is if you wake up at the same time every single day, there's two things that happen biologically. Number one, when you wake up and your eyes open, sunlight comes in, turns off the melatonin faucet in your brain. We've talked about that. I can't count the number of times. But it does something else too, which is very interesting, is it sets a timer in your head of when to produce melatonin again, approximately 14 hours later. So follow the logic. You're waking up at 6 a.m. during the week. Let's say you decide to wake up at 8 a.m. on the weekends, right? Kind of a normal scenario. If you're waking up at 6, 14 hours later is 8 p.m., your body starts producing melatonin. But (laughs) if you wake up at 8, 14 hours later, there is 10 o'clock. Your whole schedule is off by two hours. So the amount of time that you sleep in in the morning is then added to when your melatonin is going to kick off at night. Mm. So if you can... Whatever you do, keep it consistent. Mm. Your body will naturally work well into it. There's also a second reason why I'd really like people to do this, and that's that all your other circadian systems stay in sync. Remember, digestion works with circadian, blood flow, hormones. There are over 300 circadian clocks in your body. By keeping it a consistent wake-up time, you actually have the opportunity to keep most of them in sync. Because often people are changing that on the weekends. Of then course. it comes to Monday morning and they're back to waking up at 5 a.m. or 6 a.m., whatever it is, and then they have the social jet lag. And then the social jet lag lasts for a couple of days and they feel yep. horrible and they've got Monday-itis and all of the things, you know. You've picked it up. Yep. That's exactly the problem. So all of this can be avoided if you just wake up at roughly the same time, within 20 minutes yep. of what you do during the week, right? And look, here's the thing. A lot of people will turn to me and be like, well, what am I supposed to do if I get up at six, you know, during the week? What am I supposed to do if I get up at six on Saturday? I'm like, are you kidding me? Exactly. Read a book. Exercise right? or get walk <laughs> walk in nature or right, go for a walk, pet sit your by a dog, yeah, like whatever. <laughs> come on, bro. Like this isn't tough. <laughs> right? Use that time. <laughs> well, I tell what I tell people all the time is a lot of people don't have time for themselves. No. Right? They, they don't make time to take care of themselves. And so by giving yourself this wake-up time on Saturday and Sunday Mm. morning, you can eke out a little bit of time for you. And you know what? Most people don't do that. Like, this is very important. Like, I want all the listeners to really hear what we're saying here, which is if you don't take care of you and your sleep, nobody will. I can assure you of that. Yeah. I promise you, promise you, promise you. And I think to that point as well, we talk all the time to each other or, and to people about the fact that sleep is personalized and yes. your body is completely different to the next person, to the next person, genetically made up differently. If right. you can take that time to tune in and understand what's happening to your body, then you will be able to work these things out without even necessarily exactly. having to see a doctor or get get specialist right. advice or whatever. Yes. And it's taking this time that you're talking about on a Saturday and Sunday morning to really just sit and tune in to what is that it's like that check-in process. What what do yeah. I feel today? What do I need today? Or what do I need for this month or or whatever it is to work out how to make those changes. Yeah. I also like that time because especially for adults it's, it's usually a time where there's not a kid who's saying, mom, dad, I need this, I need this. You actually have some time to really ask yourself that question. Because when I talk to a lot of busy parents, they haven't asked themselves the questions that you just said in years. Yeah. Not days, not months, years. Yeah. 
right? And so it's okay, parents out there, to mm. do something for yourself. Because guess what? If you take care of you, you will take care of your children much better. I can much assure better. you of that. And everybody then learns that, well, that's mum's time or that's dad's time. And it's, it's easy to pick up that that's the time that's required. And, and that's why I really enjoy meditating as well, because I think what we're talking about is the same type of thing. It's not saying you have to meditate, but it's just allowing that time, whether that be 10 minutes, 20 minutes, an hour, whatever it is to sit, just to sit. I, and, and, you know, I love, I love bringing up meditation because to be honest with you, Shay, I used to be terrible at it. I mean, mm. I was like the world's worst meditator ever. I just, I wasn't good at it. I mean, you know me, I'm like always energetic. I've always got a million things going on. Like Michael, calm down. Are you kidding me? <laughs> but here's what I've discovered. It, and it's taken me a while. At first I could only meditate for like two minutes. Yeah. Okay. Like that's what I could do. And, yep. and I would just want to be very clear to folks out there. That's perfectly fine. Totally. Okay. If you can meditate for 30 seconds and that's it, that's where you're starting. Yeah. I, I started at three minutes. And to be honest with you, I don't think it was a full three minutes. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. Now I have a meditative practice where if I want to, I can meditate for 40 minutes, four zero, where I can keep my head straight. I can be calm, relax, and have that space for myself. Here's the best part. People are going to be like, 40 minutes? Holy cow. I don't need to do that any longer yeah. now that I'm able to actually do that. Yeah. So I'll give you the perfect example. This morning I was running late. Um, the, my dogs were out and about and I was getting them you know, wrangled. And um, I was running behind on my way to the gym. And usually I have a 25 to 30 minute meditation practice. I did two five minute meditations. I got exactly what I needed mm -hmm. and I was off and running. Why could I do that? Because historically I've been able to learn how to meditate. So you don't, again, this is not, you don't have to be a yogi, right? You don't have to be some great meditation expert. If you meditate for three minutes once a day, that's beneficial. Absolutely. And I think to that point, like with everything that we talk about when it comes to sleep, it's the consistency that's the key. Right. One day it's three minutes, for a whole week it's three minutes, and then you can allow yeah. 10 minutes and then it grows, but it's dedicating the time and focus on it every day. Right. It's the reps, as they say, right? You know, yeah. I, I talk to people at the gym because, you know, sleeping and training, it's very similar, you know, and it's like you just got to put in the reps, yeah. right? You just got to put in that consistency because then your, your whole system tunes to it and that's how you get efficiencies. That's like, and let's be fair, Shay. I mean, you know this as well as anybody. I work with athletes all the time. This is what athletes do. Okay. Yeah. Like, like these are people whose bodies have got to perform at very high levels on a very consistent basis. They spend the time meditating in the morning. They spend the time for themselves. They do wake up the same time every day. And guess what? Their bodies perform. That's right. And they're fueling it with the right foods. And they're really totally. thinking about environmentally, you know, what's happening. So I, I don't know if I'd share this with you and it's on the same topic off path a little bit, but I'm in the middle of doing my meditation teacher training. I went to India in October and started okay. the whole process and it's been fantastic. I'm loving it. And, and I got to tell you something. It's one of those, it's one of those mountains that was really hard for me to climb. Mm. You know, I just, I wasn't the guy who mm. could figure it out. Finally, I'll show it to you. I have a headband. Oh, great. <laughs> So what it's is a that? Special headband. It's called Muse. M U S. -E. Oh yeah, I've heard of that. Yeah, great because it gives you feedback on an app and all of that kind of stuff. So I got to be honest with you, I was shocked. Yeah, but it was the only thing that helped me. So there you go. There's lots of ways that you can do it. If you need the tool, then use the tool. 
Yeah, hundred yeah. percent. So, what are the other things for um, for twenty twenty three that you feel you know we're moving out of twenty twenty two, which is this hyper stressed yep. state. Twenty twenty three could be that for a lot of people, but if we can get yeah. the focus on the sleep, then really what we're saying is is that it should make it easier for people to feel less stressed. I would agree. Yes, and and but one of the things I think uh, to dovetail onto our current topic is a morning routine. Yeah, it's I think the key. That is super duper duper important. So you know me, I'm all about getting a good night's sleep. Mm. But when starts you wake in the morning. up, it all starts in the morning. Yeah, right. It really does. And so thinking through what you do in the morning, number one to wake up, but also when do you have your first cup of coffee? Mm. Right. Those kind of things actually affect what's going to be happening hours later, right? And so understanding what works for you, you know, we're talking about meditation, we're talking about waking up at the same time. Here's what happens to me. I wake up around 6, 6.15 every single day without an alarm. Mm -hmm. And the first thing I do is I reach over and I get my Muse headband and I do my meditation, yeah. right? And that allows me to start to clear my head. Then I, I hop out of bed and I grab my dogs they require certain medication, so I have to give them that. Then I go and do my hygiene, brush my teeth, wash my face, come back, feed them, mm -hmm. then take them on their walk. Get my sunshine, yeah. get my, you know, walk with them out in the cool, cool breeze. Then I come home and I spend three to five minutes on the floor with my dogs. Yeah. Yep. It's called unconditional love. <laughs> it's awesome to have it in the mornings, right? Yeah. Every single morning because my dogs love me whenever I pet them. Yeah. It's perfect. Yeah. It actually works out really well. I like that relationship. Yeah. Um, then from there, I uh, finish with the dogs. I put on my gym clothes um, and I either do breath work before I go work out with a group of guys or I go work out and then I might do breath work after. Perfect. To be clear, it took me three years to develop that protocol for myself. I started out with three minutes of meditation and going to the gym, yeah. right? And you just, I want everybody to understand there's no right or wrong morning routine, but you should have a morning routine. And there's three things that it should involve. Yeah. It should involve breathing, it should involve water, and it should involve sunlight. Yeah. If you just put those three things in your morning routine and that was all you did for the next year and you woke up at the same time, I promise you, your sleep would get immeasurably better. And the breathing, yeah. people would only need to do that for two minutes start. I know. Even one minute, and it would just change so much for the nervous system, really, really changing that feedback from sympathetic, parasympathetic, exactly. enormous. Out there don't understand, it. and what you're talking about, just to break it down a little bit for folks out there, is your ability to breathe actually changes your nervous system. So mm. inside our nervous system, which we call the autonomic nervous system, there are two branches. There's the sympathetic and the parasympathetic. Sympathetic is kind of fight or flight, activate. Parasympathetic is rest and digest. We're always trying to increase the rest and digest and trying to lower the fight or flight. That's what she's talking about. Yeah. And it's interesting because recently, my daughter, who's only 10, has a, an unusual kind of medical condition that where she passes out when she vomits. And so we were on this big exploratory journey to work out what's going on. Right. We landed recently with a dietitian. And the one thing, so there's that excellent book called um, Breath. Yes. Yes. Mm -hmm. Breathe. And Breathe. By James Nestor. And that's what she's focusing on. And this is, I mean, she's a dietitian, so she's looking at different, yeah. there's a fructose intolerance going on and all sorts oh, of things. Super cool. But 
her big key message is actually about breathing. So it's not actually to do with the food or (laughs) anything to do with the allergy. It's all about, are you breathing and are you breathing properly? Right. And most people are not, by the way. Yeah. Most people don't actually know how to breathe. I know that sounds crazy for me to say because everybody's doing it all the time. But let's be fair. A lot of people don't know how to sleep either. And they're doing that all the time. This is it. So it's just, just getting a little bit of knowledge, understanding a little bit more about breathing in the mornings. And then the other big one is hydration. I just want to be very, very clear. So many people will drink coffee before they drink water in the morning. And let me be clear. That's a terrible, terrible idea. Okay. Look, and don't get me wrong. I like coffee. I don't have a problem with caffeine, but hear me out. Sleep in and of itself is a dehydrative event. Okay. You lose almost a full liter of water from the humidity just in your breath, yeah. breathing out at night. Okay. So when you wake up in the morning, if you drink coffee, while it has some water in it, it's full of caffeine, which is a diuretic, which makes you have to go to the bathroom. Mm. So you're, you're not doing yourself any good. Do me a favor, have a glass of water that sits beside your bed. If you need to take a sip in the middle of the night, and then when you wake up, drink the whole thing. Mm. Don't stop. Just pop it back. Drink. Don't breathe. Don't, oh, I don't know if I can drink. <laughs> Shut up. Breathe, drink the water. Okay. Every single morning, it's a perfect habit to, to create for yourself. And by the way, that's one of the things that I've been doing with my patients uh, a lot lately these days, Shay, is I call it the habit of the month club. Oh, that's okay? a good one. And so what I do is I say, look, I'm going to give you one habit each month that I want you to add. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> to, and, and you know what January is, wake up at the same time every single day. <laughs> right. I might steal your, we might join on to your habit of the month club. You should. Yeah. Sleep habit of the month club, right? Yeah. Because here's the thing is, is some of these things that we're talking about, they can feel super overwhelming. Yeah. Right. It's like, oh my God, I was just listening to Michael and Shay and it's like, I can't do all of that. There's too many things. They must've mentioned a hundred different things. Yeah. Relax. Yeah. Okay. Relax. One new thing a month for sleep. Yeah. At the end of the year your sleep will be fantastic. <laughs> Absolutely. But you've got to be prepared to commit to it. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, that, and that's the key, right? Yeah. Is it's about commitment. So how do we do that? So I'll tell you how I do that. I tell everybody around me what I'm doing. That's it. Accountability. Yeah. Right? Because because my wife will be like, uh, thought you were supposed to be getting up every day, Michael. Thought you were supposed to be drinking your water. And it's like, you know what? You're right. Because we're all human, yep. right? I don't want to do something. I don't want to do the same thing every single day. But in many instances, that's a very important thing to do. Absolutely. Um, and also, you can make you can actually include your partner in with this, um, which can actually turn out to be very, very invigorating, right? And so, as an example, if I'm taking my dogs for a walk and my wife happens to be up, she'll come with me to take, and then we get to spend some time together yeah. with our dogs. Yeah, like that's nice. Yeah, like I like that in the mornings. Yeah, right. It doesn't have to be a solo pursuit, yeah. right? You, you can incorporate, and, and by the way, you can incorporate your kids. Yeah. Like I'll give you another example. When my kids were living in the house, it was hard to wake up my son in the mornings. High school mm. kids, they, they hate the mornings, right? Yeah. And so for my son, what I said is I, I said, here, here we go, Cooper. Here's how this is going to work. You're the morning DJ. He's like, what? <laughs> you can only turn on the music at 7 a.m., which is the time you're supposed to wake up. And if you go back to sleep, the music goes off, but you get to pick whatever the whole house listens to. You would have thought I gave him a million dollars, okay? <laughs> Every morning he was he had his playlist. I didn't have to have a hard time waking him up again. Yeah, beautiful. And guess what? The whole house is bopping around 
to the music and having a good time, yeah. right? And that changes your whole mood for the day because you can get yourself a positive experience right when you wake up in the morning. So again, there's lots of ways to incorporate, be creative, yeah. right? And the other thing you can do is ask your partner or your family. Yeah. Hey, I'm thinking about doing this habit of the month thing. I heard it on, you know, the good night podcast with Shay and Michael. What, what do you think I should do? Mm. You might be surprised. Talking about that solo and couple kind of thing is that sleep for a lot of people is reliant on the way that the, your partner sleeps. Oh yeah, for sure. If you're on the journey of wanting to make the change, it would be very beneficial to get your partner on board as well, because yeah. it's going to make it easier. Yeah, absolutely. And, and also the opposite is true, right? Is if your partner's not on board, that might make it a little bit more difficult. Yeah, right? definitely. And, and so then it, you may have to have that discussion. Like, I mean, I have patients who've had that discussion where, for example, one person has to wake up at six, but the other person doesn't really have to wake up until 7.30. Mm-hmm. You know, what do you do, right? And so I said, the person who wakes up early, maybe they sleep in the guest room or yeah. maybe they use the bathroom that's not attached to the bedroom that that person is in because that's very noisy. You know, like just be creative. You might be able to figure this out. Creative and considerate, I think. Yes. And considerate. And I just had this conversation with my husband last night and he doesn't want to admit that he has a very large snoring problem. I've asked a million times to consider the the mouth tape as well. Yep. I will report back on our next podcast and let you know how that's going. He said that he will give it a go. <laughs> That's awesome. Here, I'll, I'll do you one better, okay? I'll do a private consult with him oh, please. or you. Will you? Okay. That's great. Right. Yes. Me? So, so tell him you got world-renowned sleep expert Michael Bruce is going to be talking to him, and he better do exactly what I tell him to do. <laughs> You're on. <laughs> Absolutely. That'd be awesome. As you did say, I'm, I'm very conscious that we've talked about a lot of things already today and without mm-hmm. feeling overwhelmed, but is there anything else that you think is really important for people to consider for 2023? I really love the Sleep Habit of the Month Club. I think that's excellent. The three things around breathing, hydrating, Hydration. and sunlight. Is there any other one last thing that you think is really important for people to consider? When you're going to bed, you need runway to land the plane. Mm. Sleep is not an on-off switch. Don't wait till your head is bobbing in front of the television, okay? Have a plan. Like, I'm mm. not, you don't have to have a plan every night. If you want to go out to dinner with some friends, great. But let's say Monday through Thursday, when you know you're not going to be going out or whatever, Know about what time you need to go to bed. Yeah. Set an alarm on your phone to tell you when to go to bed, not when to wake up. It shouldn't just say alarm like on your phone. It should say go to bed. (laughs) (laughs) Right? Because people get caught up in things. Like if I'm watching a a great television show, dude, I can go binge watch that until three o'clock in the morning and never even realize that it's three o'clock in the morning. Yeah. That's why you have to have a break or an accountability partner, somebody that comes in and says, hey, Go to bed. Go to bed. As always, it's so fantastic to talk to you. And there's always so many things. Like we could talk about a million topics, but I think that we've covered off some really important ones too. If somebody is really serious about changing sleep for 2023, then here are some great places to start. 100%. And, and I want to encourage everybody, don't feel like this is an overwhelming task. Okay. Mm-hmm. Like we were saying, habit of the month club, change one thing and just do it for 30 days. Yeah. And by the way, if you don't like it at the end of the 30 days, you can you can change that if you want. See what happens. You might surprise yourself. Potentially 12 habits that you can look at and you might end up choosing three or four of those total habits. Exactly. And that's what I'm, I'm just trying to get people to try a few new things because you'll be shocked at how well they work. And how well you can tackle the year ahead and you've got some things that you can come back and go, oh, actually that worked really well for me. That's something that I can incorporate when I'm in this rough 
patch or stage or whatever. Absolutely. We'll report back about the private consult with my husband, Peter. Absolutely. And look forward to to catching up with you again in the next season on the podcast. You bet. Always like to be here. Thanks, Shay. Thanks, Michael. Thank you for listening to the Sleep by Shay podcast. If you're interested in learning more about our guests or any of the topics we've spoken about today, head on over to the show notes for all the details and sleep advice you need. If you like what you're hearing or are sleeping better, we'd love to hear from you. Don't forget to rate, review and subscribe and listen along with the Sleep by Shay podcast to wake up looking and feeling your very best every day. 